0: Stir, stir Lord, you in.
1: Lord, you in. In. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord and our Savior, this is another wonderful and beautiful day that the Lord has made. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that we will rejoice and be glad in it. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, Pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Headquarters, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We thank God for life, health, strength, and most of all We thank God for eternal life. Thank God that he packaged himself in the likeness of sinful man. He came down through 42 generations. Lived, suffered, led. He died as a substitute. To take the place of you and to take the place of me. We have an eternal debt that we owe to our creator. It's eternal. Uh, 10 billion years from now, we'll still be owing him for what he did for you and for me on Calvary's cross. Children of God, I'm very interested today to see what the Lord has for us as little children as we look at the book of John chapter 3 with a special focus on verses 20 and 21. John chapter 3. Verses 20 and 21. Now, the Lord is flashing something in my spirit. Um, I believe I shared with you all some time ago uh, in regards to our TCCCW bishop in Kumasi, Ghana. Uh, Bishop Seth, who contacted me some time ago, I was with them two years ago in Kumasi, Ghana. We had a wonderful time. And the Lord placed some things in my spirit as I was ministering uh, for his great congregation. And the Lord had placed in my spirit to share with B- Bishop Seth and the congregation that he was to give God a larger vessel. And and it just came back to my remembrance as they brought on on Facebook um, where we had videotaped it. But we were talking about how that when Jesus was at the wedding in Cana and they were out of wine and Jesus's mother came to Jesus and began uh, requesting that he do something about the matter. Jesus had, and I didn't even get a chance to look at it today. I'm just trying to remember as best I can. Jesus had some of the individuals there to fill up jars with water. Now, Jesus had in mind what he was going to do. He knew exactly what he was going to do. But he had the people fill up jars with water and they filled up a number of jars. And when they went and tasted the water that had been placed in the jars, the water had been turned miraculously into wine. And we we. We all know the, the story. Jesus turns water into wine. But as I was in Bishop Seth's church, a very large building they had at that time, a very sizable congregation. The Lord had placed in my spirit how that if they had given Jesus larger jars full of water he would have turned that into wine. In other words, they may have gave him five liter jars. Lord said, all right, and he turned turned that into wine. But if they would have gave him 10 or 20 liter jars, the Lord would have turned that into wine too. In other words, children of God, sometimes what we are giving God to work with is too small or it is smaller than what God really wants to do. Sometimes we give God a gallon of milk when God wants to uh, fill 10 gallons for us. I instructed Bishop Seth, give God a larger venue. Now, this was a pretty large venue in Kumasi, Ghana. I'm remembering it. The Lord is bringing it to my remembrance. He had a very nice size. Church and a, a nice-sized congregation was filled up. And people were in the overflow. But the Lord had me to tell Him to give the Lord a larger venue, and the same way God filled those jars, the size that they were, that if they were to give God larger jars, He would have filled them. Larger jars He would have filled. And I told Bishop Self, "Give God a larger venue." And the Lord is saying to me that he will fill it just as he has filled this venue. Well, to make a long story short, Children of God, a few months ago, um, Bishop Seth had done just that. Got a much larger venue facility and the Lord filled that up for him as well. He contacted me. Here he said, Daddy, when are you coming back to Kumasi? I said, I mean, You know, man of God, we're, we're gonna, you know, see what the Lord opens up. I think I was on my way to Pakistan or, or in Nigeria at that time. I said, You know, I'm on my way to do something. I said, what, What's going on? He said, The people are asking for you to come back. You gave that prophecy about a larger venue, and God has done it god has fulfilled it and we've rejoiced and we gave god praise for for what he was done you say apostle what are you saying to us that sometimes my brother and my sister what we are giving god to work with is too small they gave god you know jars that they had but had they given God even larger jars? And Lord is even bringing this in my spirit now. In conjunction with this, during the miraculous catch of fish, God filled up the disciples' boat with fish, filled up disciples' nets with fish. They signaled a partner. They brought him in and. God filled up his nets too. But had they had larger boats, had they had larger nets, had they called in more partners, I'm hearing God that he would have filled them up too. So sometimes we are the ones that are limiting our own blessing. Sometimes we are the ones that are limiting our own miracles. God made all this great big earth. And then he just put one man in. It. Made all this great big earth. Put that man to sleep. Took out a rib and made one more. And told them, be fruitful and multiply. Understand, my brother and my sister, the God that we serve is a God of multiplication, he wants to multiply in your life. He wants to multiply in my life. We have to be willing to give him what he needs to multiply. They gave. They gave Jesus, you know, jars, whatever size they were. You know, we don't know if they were the largest jars. We don't know if they were the smallest jars. We just know there was some jars. What Jesus did was fill them up. He filled them up. He filled up what they gave him. So I want to encourage you as we give God more. God will fill it up for you. God will fill it up for me. Uh, we said we were going to the book of John, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. John writes to us, everyone does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed verse 21 but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly That what they have done has been done in the sight of God. And we're going to work from a theme today, simply entitled The Light. The Light. Let us pray. Eternal Father, In the name of Jesus, we magnify you this day. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because you are God. And besides you, there is none other. Even when we don't know what you're doing, you know exactly what you're doing. And even when it doesn't feel good to us or look good to us or even seem good to us, what you are doing, we trust that you are going to work all things together. For our good. Because we love you. We have been called according to your purpose. Father again we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Our iniquities. Our lusts. Of the flesh. Lusts of the eye. Pride of life. Humbly ask Father that you continue leading us. Continue guiding us the place that you have prepared for us since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. Thank you, Father, for choosing us to place your spirit, to place your wisdom, to place your light in these dark and evil days. We are forever grateful to you, for you, and through you. Speak to us, Heavenly Father. The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before Him. Do to us, through us, and for us what you desire. We will forever, Father, give Your name the glory. The honor and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray that God's people around the world say, amen. Amen and amen. light. the light. In this realm that we find ourselves in as human beings, um, we find so many Opposing states. For up as an opposing state of down. For truth as an opposing state of lies. Cold as an opposing state of heat. And light has an opposing state of darkness. God encourages you and me to walk in the light, to live, to have our being in the light. Light is symbolic of truth and light is symbolic of righteousness light is symbolic of the character and the understanding of God the bible tells us that God is light God is truth God is righteousness God is perfection bible says in him in God there is no darkness darkness is symbolic of evil of unrighteousness, sin. In God, there is no darkness at all. My encouragement to you, my brother, my encouragement to you, my sister, walk in the light. Now, the Lord was dealing with me just a little while ago in regards to this statement that he made to Nicodemus now Nicodemus was a Pharisee separated ones the Pharisees were a group of individuals during Jesus's day that uh, tried very hard to be righteous and to be God-like to be characters of noble character. The only problem was they tried to leave Jesus out, who is the only one that can really bring about righteousness in us, Who can? who is the only one that can really bring about God-like character. They, they tried to leave Jesus out. You have a lot of groups today, a lot of religious groups today that are trying to be righteous and trying to be holy and trying to be but they they're leaving Jesus out and listen any movement that attempts to leave Jesus out and trying to accomplish uh godliness or trying to accomplish righteousness or trying to accomplish um you know, something for God at best is going to be hypocrisy at best, at best. The Pharisees tried to leave Jesus out, tried to uh, establish a relationship with God w- without Jesus. Listen to me, my brother and my sister, that has never, is never And will never work. I'm hearing God say, Robert, there's no other name in heaven or in earth by which men can be saved than at the name of Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. And because. Individuals left out the main ingredient in relationship with God. Listen, main ingredient and most anything has a main ingredient. A cheeseburger has a main ingredient. The burger, you know, uh, uh, a car has the main ingredient. The engine, most anything in creation has a main ingredient. Jesus is the main ingredient in relationship with God. In other words, without Jesus, there is no relationship with God. Without burger or without cheese eating, there is no cheeseburger. You have to have the main ingredient. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we have the main ingredient we talked and Lord shared is bringing this in my spirit how we talked about the main ingredient in this life in this life that we find ourselves in with people and places and things all around the main ingredient is faith Bible says that without faith we cannot please God so the main ingredient for us is faith then the scripture goes on to say that even faith has a main ingredient. Works. You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So I, I encourage you, child of God, focus in on the main ingredient. The adversary wants you and I to leave out the main ingredient, just like he did the Pharisees. The Pharisees left out faith in Jesus Christ. So all of their attempts at righteousness, all of their attempts at godliness, all of their attempts at pleasing God fell by the wayside because they left out the main ingredient. May you and I not leave out the main ingredient in our relationship. With our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you and I not leave out the main ingredient in our relationship with our Creator. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a member of the Jewish ruling council now even though Nicodemus was a pharisee a group that publicly did not support Jesus a group that publicly came against Jesus spoke against Jesus spoke against his miracle spoke Nicodemus Pharisee or not, what God is placing in my spirit now is that Robert Nicodemus was a man that needed God. A man that realized and recognized he needed God. See, even though the Pharisees publicly they uh, maligned Jesus, they maligned his work, Nicodemus' desire as a man. that really wanted to connect with his creator, took precedence over his membership to the Pharisees. Nicodemus, even though he was a member of the Jewish ruling council, even though the Sanhedrin, even though he was a Pharisee, a separated one, he came to Jesus at night. He he still realized and recognized That I need what this man has. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister. May you and I realize that we need what Jesus has. I know we may, you know, live in this generation and many of the co-workers may not believe in God and Many of our family members may not want, but but may our desire as men and women outweigh and overshadow all of that. May we realize that we need Jesus. The Bible says Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Now, he didn't come when everybody could see him, but I'm hearing God say, Robert, he came. When I could see him. See, at night, most times people can't see us, but God says, I see you perfectly well at night. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi. He said, Look, Rabbi, rabbi, which means teacher, you know. You know, in spite of the Pharisees' opposition to Jesus, in spite of the Pharisees' uh, public criticism of Jesus, and for spite of all that, nonsense that the Pharisees were doing, Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, look, teacher, rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. Uh, Nicodemus came in like he was telling Jesus something he didn't already know. You know, listen, my brother, my sister, we're not going to tell God anything that he doesn't already know. But it is good. Even when we confess our sins, God is back saying it's not that I didn't know that that was your sin or that that you were going to commit that sin. But God just said, I just wanted to hear you say it. I just wanted to hear you confess it. God said, look, I knew before I ever formed you in your mother's womb that you were going to commit that sin when you committed it. But God just wants to hear us say it. Jesus knew that the Pharisees really knew that he was a teacher who has come from God. Listen, just because people are publicly criticizing you or publicly criticizing me or publicly criticizing our ministry, or that doesn't mean people don't know the truth. <laughs> they may come against just like the Pharisees did Jesus fight against war against. But then, but then every now and then one of them will slip by and say, look, uh, we really know you for real. We, we really know you gifted. We really know what you preaching and teaching is right. All of that coming against all of that, the Deferit, all that, like my Nigerian brothers and sisters say, all of that wahala, which means problems and trouble, all of that wahala that the pharisees were giving Jesus and Nicodemus come in at night when the crowds are gone and think that it's just him and Jesus and say look we know the truth we know that you are really down from God now see thing on this let me tell you why this is dangerous because you know, if you really know that a man or a woman has come from God, if you really, really know that, in spite of what you may be saying, in spite of my how you may be acting, in spite of my why you may be behaving, then what you have done is you have implicated yourself. Because if Nicodemus, since you really know that Jesus has come from God, the, the next question you need to be asking yourself is why are you not supporting him? If you know he's from God, she's from God, then why are you not supporting them? Well, Who, who are you for if you refuse to support him or her, if you refuse to 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 follow him or her, if you f- refuse to uh, be a part of of the ministry that God has given him or her, and you know that they come from God, then who are you really with? Who are you really come from? They come in and he admits, we know, we're Pharisees, we're separate ones, we have these boxes with scripture in them tied to our forehead, and we have these phylacteries on our Garments, we all of this stuff we doing, and we know that you the real deal. We the you know, we putting on, we Pharisees are putting on, but Jesus, we know that you the real deal. And if since that is the case, I'm I'm hearing Jesus in the spirit, then why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you not following me? Why are you trying to come against? What I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to say. If I'm really from God, like you say you know I am, why are you not doing a better job of supporting? You've testified against yourself. i A wise man told me as a young Christian, he said, son, we tell on ourselves. A lot of times we'll tell on ourselves. Nicodemus toll on himself, toll on his organization. Self, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. Why? No one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not here. Nobody could, could raise the dead. We got sense enough. No, nobody could be healing the sick. No, people been the invalid thirty-eight years. You come in, and tell them pick up your mat and walk. Could nobody do all this stuff? If God were not with him, Nicodemus said, we know. We know. In spite of what we do, in spite of what we say, in spite of how we behave, Nicodemus said, we know. Now, Jesus, listen, you know, Jesus, listen at it. But then Jesus says something here. That is applicable today and we're not going to spend a lot of time, you know, for time's sake. I encourage you to go back and read these powerful scriptures as God is really packed them full of revelation. But Jesus goes on after he listens to Nicodemus very carefully. He goes on to say something that should make each of us pause because now watch this Nicodemus admitted that he and the rest of the Pharisees knew that Jesus was a teacher that come from God they, they, they acknowledge, they confess that but watch what Jesus says in verse 3 and after this we're going to go on and get down into the message but Jesus replied See, even though they admit and they acknowledge that we know who you are, and we know these miracles that you are performing, that, that you got to be from God. Jesus said, ah, ah, ah. And Jesus said, look, Jesus replied, verily, verily, or very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. In other words, you can know all you want to that Jesus has been sent from God. You're looking at the miracles. You're looking at the, the signs. You're looking at the. You can know all you want to. But Jesus said, if you're not born again, my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, not that you just know that Jesus is a teacher come from God, not just know that Jesus is a prophet come from God, not just know that Jesus is a is a is a, is a but that you will be born again. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom unless you are born again. You and I must be born again. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. I want to encourage you, my brother. A lot of people know that Jesus is, who is Jesus? Jesus is God's son, but are you born again? No. See you miss out on the kingdom of God unless you are born again. Want proof? Look at Nicodemus's next statement. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born here here nicodemus proves what jesus has just said without being born again when you are born again god gives you spiritual sight until you are born again all you are operating in is natural sight <clears throat> And this is why it goes into what we were studying on yesterday. How did the man without the spirit cannot accept the things that come from the spirit of God? Why? Because the man without the spirit, all he or she has is natural sight. So when you and I are talking about things that require spiritual sight to them, they are lost. I mean, it's almost like trying to explain calculus to somebody that hasn't passed algebra. They're lost. Trying to explain the algebra to someone who who hadn't learned how to add, subtract, divide, and multiply. They are lost. So we need to get, we have natural sight. But when we get born again, God is able to give us spiritual sight. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May God give us, if we don't have it, spiritual sight. And if we do have it, may God give us deeper insight into spiritual sight. Listen to Nicodemus. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus has no concept, no understanding, no reference point. To being able to be born again other than the birth he knows, which is natural. Nicodemus asked, surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Natural birth. Natural. Natural. When you're not born again, all you can see is in the natural. 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 And God has a whole realm of stuff in the spiritual. My prayer. That God will take us as his little children deeper into the spiritual realm. Well, Nicodemus, you go on, God is explaining to Nicodemus about uh, benefits of being born again and how the spirit of god move nicodemus in verse nine nicodemus said, how can this be nicodemus just you know he just just didn't understand He just said, and, and and until if you under the sound of my voice until you are born again you're not going to understand you're not going to understand what god is talking about you're not gonna understand what God is doing. You're not gonna understand what God uh uh-uh, uh until you are born again. I thank God every day. Part of the reason why we are here every day. I thank God every day that, that He He saved me, that He allowed me to be born again. Well Light. Darkness. Nicodemus was in darkness, couldn't understand the light. See. Look at verse nineteen. This is the verdict: Light, God's truth, God's understanding, God's wisdom has come into the world, but people love darkness. You now, people love you know doing stuff, trying to do stuff apart from God's truth and God's righteousness and God. People love darkness instead of light because the deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. Again, we're back to those opposing forces. Evil, righteousness. Darkness, light. Bad, good. Everyone who does evil hates the light, the light. This is what God wants you and I to experience more and more in this life, light. Jesus walked in complete light. There was no lust in him. There was no inordinate affection in him. There was no backbiting, no gossip, all stuff that we be struck, there was none of that in him. Jesus is, was, and forever shall be the light of the world. And what he's trying to do as the light is get you and me out of the darkness that we sometimes as children of God slip into. Jesus is working to get you and me instead of hating the light, which is how we are. When we come into this world, he's trying to get you and me to come over into the light. So that we'll hate darkness. So that we'll hate evil. We'll hate unrighteousness. Everyone who does Evil. Reason why people hate the light, reason why people hate the truth, reason why people don't want to hear the word of God, don't want to study the word of God, don't want to hear what his apostles and his prophets have to say is because they're doing evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, watch this, and will not come into the light. <laughs> people say, I am not coming to listen to that, living the word broadcast Apostle Brian doing that preaching that teaching start talking about what I'm doing he start he talking about me I heard once one saint call me from uh Nigeria about three or four days ago was listening to the broadcast and said I know you were talking about me I'm like I didn't even say a word I'm like what is this now and see that's the way I used to feel too when when my bishop would be preaching the word, I would feel like he is talking about me. Everybody know that he is talking right about me. My chest all tight in there. Come to find out, that's how everybody would feel. Call me all the way from Nigeria. Said, I know you were talking about me. I didn't say anything. Why? Because it's the darkness inside of us that is reacting to the light that is inside of God. Everyone who does evil hates the light. That's first of all, we're not even dealing with coming into the light. Uh, First thing you need to understand that the reason why some people hate us as children of God is because of their evil. They want to point the finger at us, but it's their evil. And that is what's causing them to hate us because of their evil. Understand, my brother and my sister, that the evil that's in us can have us have the wrong view of someone else because of the evil that is in us. Look, everyone who does evil hates the light. So we got some evil in us in a situation. Another individual is just bringing out light or telling the truth about that situation that we are doing evil things in. Then now all of a sudden we're going to get upset. Now, if you committing fornication in the past, I happen to preach a sermon and condemn fornication. You might get mad and leave the church. Not that the pastor has said anything wrong. Not that the pastor was trying to point a finger at you. That's just the evil that's in you. That is speaking up. That is reacting. Wise man told me something about 40 40 years ago. He said, son, if you throw, throw a brick into a pack of dogs, he said the one that has been hit is the one that will holler. You just throw a brick. You got a was getting ready to walk this morning. You know, a big pack of dogs outside. If I was well, I would go ahead and went on. But I was like, ah, with this stroke, I don't want to be out there. You know, them dogs turn and jump on me. So I went on and did something different. But that pack of dogs, if I took a brick and threw it into that pack, only dog that will be hollering. Other dogs, everybody trying to get out of the way, but the one that been, got hit—that's the one that'll holler. Well, that's the same with the Word of God. As the Word of God goes out, you know, the seed we scatter—the seed of the Word of God—the person or the people or the groups that have been hit by that word—they're the ones that holler. That same contacting me all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. I know you were talking about me. I was like, It's because of the evil in us. Stop doing that evil thing. Whatever it is that the pastor or the, the prophet is having to speak on, stop doing it and see if you feel like you've been hit when the man of God talk about it. You talk about certain things, you know, even me, certain things. Certain things you talk about, I, I, I don't feel like I'm being hit. You start talking about homosexuality or you start talking about, you know, uh, the uh, stealing or i'm no big deal but when you touch on my sin I've been hit ah just like a dog just like a pack of dog when you touch on ah I'm gonna holler out even if I don't do it physically why now here's the truth we all have sin in us so eventually the Holy Spirit is gonna find Every one of our sin. Holy Spirit is is much like an antibiotic. I learned something years ago about antibiotics. Antibiotics are a group of drugs that kill infection. Now, when you take an antibiotic or I take an antibiotic by mouth, take tablet, blue blue, that antibiotic goes into the body, gets into the bloodstream and goes throughout the whole body. And wherever it finds infection, that's where it's going to kill it. You know, I have taken antibiotics for a rash or something in one place in my body, take the antibiotic and my face clear up, pimples clear up on my face, all kinds of things. Why? Because that antibiotic said, look, I'm not just going to that place that you took me for. Antibiotics say I go throughout the body and wherever I find infection, that's why I'm gonna kill it. So I'll kill the infection in that place you took me for. But I'll also kill the infection in your in your skin or on your toes. Or antibiotic goes throughout the body. Well, understand that is much how the word of God is. The word we are the body of Christ. So the word of God is going throughout the body and killing sin and fighting sin, whether whoever's in, whether it's in the apostle antibiotic or the word of God say it doesn't make no difference whether it's in the prophet whether it's in the evangelist whether it's in the pastor the teacher deacon mothers, saint friend the word of God say wherever the sin is I got to kill it antibiotics say wherever the infection is in the body I got to kill it that's what I do antibiotics say that's what I do that's my job that's my nature that's my essence Same with the word of God. wherever they're saying, word of God say I'm I'm, 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 not that I'm trying to get on you or trying to just talk about you. uh, The word of God say I found some sin and I have to kill it. Let me share this before I forget it as the Lord is bringing up in my spirit because jesus says something here to nicodemus i hadn't i hadn't even realized i've been preaching this good 35 40 years almost now nicodemus came to jesus by night now i've known that ever since i've been preaching and teaching this but i didn't understand that that until today that jesus was really blasting what nicodemus had done in verse 20. Jesus said, everyone who does evil hates the light. Well, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night in the darkness. Jesus said, Dude, that's how people do the hate. That, that That's how people do that do evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. And Nicodemus didn't come to Jesus during the light. Jesus said, I see this too. I see that and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Nicodemus, as a member of the Pharisees, as a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council, you all don't want your deeds exposed. That's why you're coming at night like this, and why you're just slipping around dark corners and got a mask on your face, or, you know, people trying to hide, wrap their head up. You don't want your deeds exposed. But understand this, my brother and my sister. Not having our deeds exposed may protect us from men, but it never protects us from God because God always exposes our deeds one way or another. There is nothing done in the dark that will not come to light. Nothing. Nothing. i was looking yesterday on cnn you know for years you know uh one of our i'll just say it like this one of our high-ranking elected officials has been um working very hard to keep his tax returns from being publicized well I believe it was the New York Times uh, found out. This individual, all the money that they claim that they have made and all the money that and they only paid $750 last year in taxes and been doing this kind of thing for years. Well, eventually, everything we doing, everything we saying, everything we thinking, eventually. It's going to come into the light. So we might as well let the truth of God hit it now. Before the truth of God has to expose it later. Let let the truth of God hit it now so God can clean it up. In us, in you and in me. Let's go on and and confess. It's why it's better to confess our sins. One to another, then God have they have to expose our sins. This is just better I'm struggling with the lust of the flesh. I'm struggling with the lust of the eye. I'm struggling going and confess before God has to expose. If the saints were here, I tell them to write that down. Better to confess than God because when we confess, that, that is a form of, of God's exposure. God saying you admitted the truth. So now I don't have to expose the truth. I have already exposed it through your admittance of it. Let's get ready to the close. The light. Brother, let you and I walk in the light as he is in the light. Why do we walk in the light? Because that's what God is. God is in complete light, complete truth, complete righteousness. And we want to try to get in, in there with the Lord and be like him. Be righteous like him. Be honest like him. Be faithful like him. Do we do it 100%? No, this this is our goal. Look at verse 21. Whoever lives by the truth, as we live by the truth, as we operate and have our being by the truth, we'll have more confidence to come into the light. Look at what the Bible says. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. We not have to be afraid of the truth when we're walking in the truth. We're coming to the light. Why? So that it may be seen plainly that what we have done has been done in the sight of God. God is trying to bring you and me into the light. So we don't have to be like our great ancestor Adam after he had sinned, trying to run and hide from God, trying to run and hide from God's word, trying to run and hide from God's truth. Let's just come on into the truth. You know, I do things a little different than than many people when it comes down to sin. Most of us, when we sin, you know, just like Adam, we try to run and hide from God. My thing is run to God. What am I going to run from God for when I sin? When God is only one that can heal me and cleanse me of my sin? I want to run to God. My thing would have been, I'm thinking as as Adam, after I'd eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, instead of trying to run from God and trying to hide, run right to the middle of the garden. Father, I done messed around and ate this fruit you told me not to eat. I'm sorry, Father, Father. Fi- Bible says, confess your sins one to another. Pray for each other that you may be here. Bible says, whoever conceals or tries to hide a sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them obtains mercy. No, don't try to run from God when you're saying that's ridiculous. We can run from God if we weren't on on Pluto. God's spirit is everywhere. Where are we going to run? Where exactly are we going to run? Where exactly are we going to hide? No, I'm going to run right to you. Right to your presence. Confess. Lord, I need help with this. I'm struggling with this now. And this is. Lord, I did it. Yes, I didn't confess. Just bust right out and tell him. He already know. He's already always known. All right, children of God. Light. Let this be. your comfort place. don't want to make ourselves comfortable in darkness because if so, we definitely won't be comfortable in hell. But if we make that, even though light is uncomfortable, you know, it will lead to us being comfortable in the presence of God. Well, that's the message, children of God, that's the message.
0: Um.